The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. We're coming here live on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and on Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm very grateful you joined us here today. And if you're joining us live, that's fabulous. If you're listening after the fact, you might be listening on one of the dozens of podcasts this ends up on or on christineupchurch.com. But wherever and whenever, we're grateful you joined us. And I think that we're going to be talking about a topic today that relates to all of us and particularly now. And we'll talk about what that means in just a few moments. I want to say hello to Benny. Uh-oh. And there's my alarm. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> wasn't me coming in with my old car. No, that was not. <laughs> Definitely. You, you can tell that we're not in the studio right now, right? This, this is a, a, a quiet corner, a hopefully quiet corner in um, my home. Uh, life is not as it normally is. Benny, uh, thank you for being here at your <laughs> end. I appreciate you going into the studio and doing your magic. Oh, not a problem. Yeah, if I had the introduction of an ooga every time, like <laughs> that'd be fantastic. I love it. Uh, doing pretty good. Everyone's uh, keeping their social distancing six feet apart here. Uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Uh, the continuation of that. And yeah, I'm here for you. So it's all good. And, and I know that there are a lot of people there at Hubbard Radio who are not in the office. Yeah. And uh, because I have the option of doing this from home, you know, with cats on the other side of the door, you know, behind a whole I bunch really of I really want you and... to let them in. I want to see how the jungle is going to like, you know, amount from that. And I don't know, it's trending on Netflix. If I know there's a lot of people sent home, like there's a show called Tiger King. So I almost feel like this is like the big cat scenario on a smaller scale with you, possibly during the show, but you'd have to watch it to find out. Well, you know, it is kind of interesting because sometimes my cats will climb across my keyboard. Bingo. Which means we could lose our Zoom. I mean, it's fine if the, you know, people are looking at the cat instead of me, but um, we could lose the Zoom connection. And there's uh, one of my kitties also, she only likes my mommy voice. Like, oh, oh you're such a sweetie. When I am talking seriously, then she gets all concerned and starts meowing oh. and sometimes like even nips at my ankles. So, whoa. Let's have that during the show. Yeah. All right. Let's stay. Well, then we'll do it without then. That's fine. And I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, we're going to be talking about creativity. And you may think, okay, well, you know, during this pandemic, it's really important to talk about health and healing and, and even politics. And, and that's absolutely true. But one of the things I've been coming to recognize is that we need to have that sort of rational based information and take the the careful actions to stay healthy but we also need to open to the flow open to who we truly are and so the creative part of us is important as well what we're going to be talking about today is the bright way five steps to free freeing the creative within um, our guest today is diana rowan She's the author of The Bright Way, and she's a professional harpist. Oh, I've got such respect for harpists. Uh, I played piano for many years, and um, I looked at a harp, and I thought, I'm, I'm never going to be able to play that. She's a professional harpist, and she's performed on six different continents. She founded the Bright Knowledge Guild to be able to teach the, in the digital environment, and she offers students around the world access to her system. And it's not just about learning the harp. It's about creativity. And she's got some very active Facebook communities. She lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. And we're very grateful to have her here today, author of The Bright Way, Five Steps to Freeing the Creative Within, Diana Rowan. Hi, Diana. Hey there. Oh, you know, I'm always fascinated with how people get from wherever they've been in their life to feeling motivated to write a book because I'm working on a book and it's no easy task, right? It's, 
it, it's almost like you have to be ready to birth a baby, so to speak. It's it's this this pressure. And I'm curious, what motivated you to write this book? Well, I've been I've been basically teaching this method for a long time, and I saw the transformations that were happening for people. So the bright way is a way to tap into your creativity and to follow through on it in real life. And as I saw people tapping into their creativity more and more, I saw them blossoming. I saw them come into their true power. And that fires me up like nothing else. I really want to see people in their power because I believe when they're truly in their power, they come from a place of good. I think when we are really in touch with our true selves, it's always a place of good, never a place of negativity. So I really wanted to share that message and it was so relevant when I started writing. And now today, March 27th, it's more relevant than ever for people to be in touch with their power. I think at this moment, many people are feeling disempowered and disconnected. Mm. And creativity, to me, is a way to really come back to your connection with your true self, with your true power. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's what drove me to write the book. Mm. So I think that many people don't feel powerful. And many people also are somewhat afraid of the power within. Mm. What is it about being power, being powerful, embracing our power that um, is important for us in order to, to thrive in life? I think when we get to know our true power, which is basically our true selves, I think when we tap into that energy, we find an infinite source of inspiration and motivation and an infinite source of connection. I think this is the ultimate thing that creativity gives us, is it gives us connection. It restores connection mm -hmm. to ourselves, to each other, to the planet. And I think many of our fears, when you go to their root, they are fears about disconnection. Sometimes I find that people are afraid to step into their power because they fear it will isolate them. They will become separate from others. They won't be as relatable. Perhaps uh, their relationships may change. People may even resent them, they fear, if they truly shine their light. But what I've found over and over again, that while people around you may initially be a little taken aback when you step into your power, they will feel extremely grateful in the long run that you did it. And they will actually feel that you are more there for them than ever. It's not being selfish to step into your power. It actually benefits absolutely everyone. And I think that sometimes stepping into our power means having to take responsibility for our life choices too. And sometimes it can improve relationships and improve our immediate connections. But other times it can, like from my experience and, and many of my clients, stepping into our power has meant um, leaving marriages, leaving jobs, leaving things that aren't in resonance with who we are on, on a deep level. And that can be a little frightening. I think for sure that can be frightening. I think ultimately, if you are in a situation that is not in what I call sacred reciprocity, then it's a good thing to leave that situation because it doesn't serve anybody for their highest good. So sacred reciprocity is a concept that I use a lot in the book. And it is a concept from South American wisdom traditions, but it has many parallels across other traditions as well. It's known as right relationship and amongst other things. And so what it means is that for, in order for a relationship to be in sacred reciprocity, it needs to be in balance. It needs to be an equal exchange of energy between mm. the partners. Doesn't mean that it has to be exactly the same kind of energy being exchanged. So if you think about a parent and a child, those aren't exactly the same kinds of energy being exchanged, but it is in sacred reciprocity. It is in balance. And so if we are in a situation that sacred reciprocity is not being respect, 
it. If the relationship, for example, is abusive, to me, it's actually not really a relationship. It's a one-way drain. Oh, I love that perspective. And one of the things I think is so important, and you, you said this word in, in that description, is respect. And it's mutual respect. And even with a parent-child situation or a you know boss-employee situation, there needs to be that respect to see that the other person is whole, the other person is as important. Um, and, and so it's, um, yeah, there, there are many relationships that I've had in my life where that has not been the case. And I've had to say goodbye or they've naturally fallen by the wayside. Um, and it can be painful to let go, right? Because we often define ourselves in terms of our relationships or our jobs, but um, ultimately has been very freeing and illuminating for not only what's respectful and balanced, but who I truly am. I love what you're saying. And I do feel it's, it's better for both parties to not continue a situation that is not in sacred reciprocity, because even for the person who is supposedly benefiting from the situation, right. the person who's the benefactor, I don't believe it's very good for them. <laughs> you know, I think it would be better, you know, for their journey in this life yeah. to um, be in a better relationship, one that truly is in sacred reciprocity. So I think it actually helps the other person too when I think you're right. you exit that situation. Yeah. And I think that um, for many, we get into these codependent relationships. There is this imbalance and we think, well, we need to take care of that person or, um, you know, try to sort of intervene in ways that keep them more functional. And one of the things I've learned over the years is those codependent relationships are actually very disempowering for the person we're trying to support. We're saying, you can't, you know, come back into balance. You can't be whole without me. I need to help fix this. And that's that's a very disempowering message to give somebody in a relationship. Absolutely, yeah. I think the, the concept of enabling behavior that is in the end not that helpful to that person is a disservice to them. I understand it may be convenient at that moment because you know there may be great pain that you're kind of putting off, uh -huh. you know, and I, I totally sympathize with that. But in the long run, yes, as you say, it does actually disempower both parties. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we return, uh, Diana, I'm going to want you to talk about your five-step process uh, and what it means to be creative, because I, I find the way you define it to be wonderful and unique. Stay tuned for more with Diana Rowan here in just a few moments. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed by your mind? Powerless when it seems to spin in worry circles or bombard you with self-critical thoughts? Do you want to learn how to master your mind and feel more in control of your life? Listen to Dr. Friedman's Empowerment Radio 
shift from confusion to clarity, self-doubt to confidence, and from anxiety to peace and balance. Dr. Friedman and his many guest experts share the insights and tools you want to live with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in to Empowerment Radio every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. That beautiful harp music is Diana Rowan, um, and she's my guest here today. We're talking about creativity. Now, Diana, how do you define creativity? To me, creativity is whenever someone directly engages with something. It could be anything, literally, because as soon as you engage with something, your energy goes into that thing and you transform it forever. That is what creativity is. So you can be creative in your cooking. You can be creative in your conversation. You can be creative in how you're raising your children. It doesn't have to just be playing the harp or painting paintings, which is what people usually think of. That's one way to create out of infinite ways. It's interesting because it's there are, there are times when I feel really inspired, whether it's cooking or arranging objects on a table, um, you know, or just the way I'm viewing nature as I go for a walk. And there, you know, I usually have my phone with me and I take some pictures. And just even sometimes looking at the nuances of color, it feels like I'm connecting with something that I never really thought some of those things were, you know, creative. Absolutely. So I think when you directly engage, like you, you were describing with nature, you become one with it. And I do believe that your energy melds with it and something new comes out because of that engagement. For instance, you were taking the photos, but even if you weren't taking photos, you know, just that energy itself is a force. And of course, scientifically, at least on the quantum level, observation affects outcome. So, the, 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 you know, witnessing something or engaging in, in, in some way actually does change the energetics of it. Yes, I'm really interested in that. Now, it's really hard for me to understand quantum physics, you know, completely. <laughs> but as a layperson, what I have read is total confirmation of what we've known in psychological and spiritual realms for a long time. And that is when you intentionally interact with something, um, even just with an intention, it does transform that thing. We might think about, you know, the power of prayer or you know, positive thoughts about someone. And, you know, there's been interesting research that when you hold someone, for instance, in a picture of health, then their health appears to improve. Mm -hmm. now, I'm not saying, you know, don't use other modalities as well, you know. This isn't a cure-all for absolutely everything, but it sure does help a lot. Now, one of the things, um, approaches to healing that I've used that I, I, I taught for many years is called reconnected healing. And we weren't intending anything. We were being present and allowing and exploring in the person's energy field, you know, and um, interacting with the, the light and the, the, the energetics. And it's... It was fascinating to me initially seeing you know people who didn't even believe in it who may have had on some level the intention to heal like to feel better who healed and i didn't have any intention they didn't have any intention per se and their 
through the witnessing and the being present with, they were transformed. Um, so I think that it's it, intention is important, but attention is an essential piece of it. I love what you're saying. I do believe presence is a massive part of all of this. Uh, it's really hard to be creative if you aren't present, right? right? So creativity in its essence is present. You actually are there. And in this moment in time, I feel like we're having a chance to be present in a way that we haven't for a long time because, you know, we've been distracted. We've had a lot of things going on. We've been in habits and routines. And now everything at once has been thrown up in the air. And while that's incredibly disorienting, it's also making us very, very present and making us in many cases feel quite alive again. So even in the midst of the suffering, which is absolutely real, mm -hmm. I'm also hearing that people are having a chance to reconfigure their lives and having a chance to prioritize their happiness and fulfillment, to tell you the truth, the, the connections that they really want to continue. So while they're acknowledging that, yes, things are very hard right now, and I even feel afraid, I also see how, more clearly, how I would like to live my life going forward. Mm. That's such an important point, because I, I think that crises bring up perspective about our values and about how we've been living our lives. And, and it's, um, I, I also think right now that what's going on in the world is helping to illuminate some great dysfunction and how if we're really connected to our humanity, our hearts, we have to make some collective choices that are very different as well. Yeah. You know, I am uh, an amateur history, history buff. I love reading about history, learning about history. And when I look at the sweep of history, you know, in the past, we had a very collective mentality. You know, we think about more like the medieval village type situation where everybody knew your business and you really didn't have any individuality in some ways. And then it flipped, you know, as things do, you know, the pendulum swings and we went to individualism and it became all about, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, self-made man, this kind of thing. And it went to another extreme. And now I feel we have an opportunity to realize that, yes, we can be a strong individual within a supportive community. We can have the best of both worlds. And I think we're seeing that right now where we see the power of community without a shadow of a doubt. And we also see the power of an individual because right now individuals are wielding great effect. You know, one person uh, who may carry the virus could go ahead and infect a whole bunch of people. And so we're going to understand the power that we have and the, the responsibility we have. So that's a little bit of a negative example, but it also mm -hmm. goes for the positive, you know, that one person can also have an incredibly positive effect. Mm -hmm. So what does creativity have to do with purpose? It has everything to do with it, I think. So I believe that people are born with a purpose, that you come into this life with a purpose and it's quite a grand thing. You know, it's, it's not like a goal. My purpose is to play the harp. No, the purpose is something deeper than that. Um, so for example, my purpose, I came to realize in everything that I do is to come back to my true self. You know, I play music to come back to my true self. I write to come back to my true self. I am in relationships to understand my true self and therefore connect truly with others through relationships, through my music, through writing. And I have found that for everybody, they have a purpose and they may describe it in different ways. I've heard purposes such as my purpose is bliss. And so everything gets filtered through that, all their relationships, all their actions. And because your purpose is ultimately behind your creativity, it's a great filter, as I mentioned, for deciding how you're going to be creative. So for example, 
uh, if you know your purpose and you're trying to figure out ways to manifest that purpose, when you're in touch with your purpose, it makes it far easier to choose this intention over that intention, this road over the other road. Mm -hmm. It really offers a uh, north star in many ways, a guiding star that you can always orient around. And it helps to keep your creativity inspired because it's an endless source of of passion for you. I believe your purpose really every single time you recall it brings up that inspiration again. It brings up that passion because it's something that will fire you up no matter what, even in the most dire of situations, your purpose will reconnect you to your creativity. I, I love what you are saying here. And I also love what you have written in your book about this. And um, I began to ponder what my purpose is. And I think that for me, it's been about um, stripping away what it isn't reflective of who I am, seeking wisdom and sharing wisdom. Mm. And so, um, you know, I always thought it was going to be in terms of my personal teaching, um, or, you know, the one-on-one sessions, uh, or coaching, and come to find out that one of my passions has become having conversations with conscious individuals such as yourself, because it's yet another way, it's, it's coming together as part of a collective to share wisdom. Um, but it was interesting, because I hadn't really thought in terms of like, if I were to write it down in a sentence, what would my purpose be until I read that in your book? So I think yes. Thank you. It's so uh, delightful to hear this. I mean, I just get fired up when I see people get in touch with their purpose because they they start to tap into, as I say, an infinite source of energy mm-hmm. at that point. This energy will, will never be depleted for you. You will always be able to tap into this, even in the most dire of situations. So and I'm going to talk more about that because we are in one of those dire situations and I want to hear about some of your wisdom, insights, and action items for being able to do that. Stay tuned here in just a few moments. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice, full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. This is Debbie Pokornik with a break-free parenting tip. Parenting will always be a bit of a mystery. Who knows why some parenting ideas work and others do not? Or why some kids seem to succeed despite family setbacks while others have so much given to them and yet fail to thrive. The one thing we do know is that once you have a child, you'll never be quite the same again. Awe-inspiring emotions like overwhelming love, extreme guilt, intense frustration, and incredible joy make this job second to none. Breaking free of parenting pressures means recognizing the pieces that make us unique pieces that we carry with us from the past and the pieces that are influenced by the society we live in. When we can pick and choose which pieces we want to keep around and change the others to align with our inner wisdom, we will feel more self-assured in our role as a parent. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. 
Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm talking to author, harpist, and creative guide, Diana Rowan, um, who's written The Bright Way. And Diana, before the break, we were talking about our circumstances right now. We're in the midst of a pandemic. And most people, many people, are staying at home. Uh, except for those wonderful healthcare workers and grocery store workers and deliverers who are keeping our society fed and as healthy as possible. But many of us are stuck at home, either feeling fine on health-wise and uh, being worried or not feeling so great health-wise. And I'm curious, why is creativity important during dire times? I think, again, because it makes you feel connected. It makes you feel connected back to yourself, and it helps you feel connected to others and to civilization as well. So, for instance, when people are reading a book and they're actively engaged in the book, they're really thinking about what they're reading and, and what how that applies to them, they feel connected to the writer. They can feel connected to everything the writer is writing about. So it makes us feel alive again. And I think in moments like this, when fear is riding high, a lot of our fears boil down to a sense of disconnection, you know, disconnected from ourselves, from other people, from our society. And and creativity reestablishes that connection. It gives us a starting point to get back into the game of life. Mm, I love that, that it's about connection and not about necessarily producing something. You know, as we often think about creativity. I love what you're saying. This is such an important point. Um, We tend to think of creativity as producing things, having a product. Uh, uh, We think about goals. How I see it is creativity is really a process. It's really a journey that you're constantly on. And yes, you will have products along the way, but they're more like milestones on this journey. So you're walking down the creative path and something gets produced. That's just like a milestone on the side of the path. You carry on that creative journey. In the meanwhile, the only way you got to that milestone was the journey. So we have to take the journey and and keep walking it because another side effect of thinking of creativity just in terms of products is that once people achieve their goal, they suddenly fall into this malaise, into this sort of almost depression. We hear about this a lot, you know, for instance, after a concert that a uh, art, an artist will feel very down. Right. And you'd think, my God, that would be the moment when you'd feel the greatest, right? And that's because the orientation was too much on the product rather than, ah, this was a lovely milestone on my journey and I carry on my journey. Uh-huh. Meanwhile. 
It's interesting because um, I've been thinking more about creativity lately. Uh, and until I read your book, I was thinking more in terms of producing something. But um, besides cooking and writing and decorating, I always thought, oh, you know, I can't, I can't do art. And I ended up taking a mo few mosaics classes and a couple of painting classes. And this one painting class I, I took with um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, let's see, um, Beverly Ash Gilbert. It was this wonderful, wonderful class where it was not about trying to create something in particular. It was about expressing ourselves. And we ultimately did create some things that were very specific. And you can look at them and say, oh, that's such and such, or isn't that beautiful? But it was really about playing. And I felt like it opened up um, me to another realm. And one of my paintings, it was just like a matter of doing layer upon layer and, and doing all sorts of fun things and using my hands and sponges and, and you know, rubber items and, 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 and just being very free. I realized it looks on some level like um, Rising of the Phoenix. And in it is this grayish heart, this kind of, you know, see-through black heart and then all these vibrant colors. And I realized that's my, been my process. What was coming out on paper or on on on, uh, um, on the canvas was just an expression of what I have been through, you know, over the last several years after going through divorce and and, and everything. And um, so it's it really it it wasn't about the end item. It was about expressing who I am and what I've been going through. Oh, I love this example. I mean, imagine if you had set a really specific goal as to what you were going to paint all that you described would never have happened. And everything that you're describing is so deep that in a way, how could we even envision it? Yes. You know, beforehand. Oh. And the process evolved over time where more and more things were coming into the picture and it just became so, so much richer, I believe, than if we had just, well, here's what I'm going to paint and that's it. And we kind of put you know, the blinkers or the blinders on and just drive towards that one vision. Mm -hmm. So what else is important um, with connecting with creativity, being a creative person? Well, I think a good place to start right at this moment, because we are in this unique moment in time, is to, to focus on two things right now. Uh, one will be your state and the other will be your space. So these are yeah. So our state is the physical state that we're in. I believe that we're in a body for a reason. And something that I've seen in creatives is sometimes we neglect the body in service to our art. So we will drive ourselves and basically ignore our bodies. But what I've learned is that our bodies are great allies in what we're doing. They're actually not only our vehicle in this life, but the body has a wisdom of its own. And when we take care of the body, we get all these signals from the body that bring out massive amounts of creativity. If we think just about the five senses, you know, touch, smell, taste, all those guys, when we tap into the body wisdom, those senses come out and give us all kinds of clues. You know, if we think just about smell, if you're really guided by smell, for example, when you're cooking, you can come up with some amazing things. And I think about, you know, the mixologists creating all these wild cocktails these mm -hmm. days, and they're combining these really unusual smells that really evoke a massive amount of emotion. I'm seeing perfumes come out with names like on the beach and they kind of smell like a combination of like sand and salt and sunblock. <laughs> and they really evoke all these memories that come flooding back to you. It's a very, very powerful experience. So by taking care of your state, you access these amongst many other benefits. And there are three big things to help your state right now. One is sleep getting enough sleep. People right now are really glued to their screens more than ever. And trying to 
at least put things into that warm zone of a screen color rather than the blue zone, even that will really, really help you. So it's called night shift, I think, on yes. some screens. Mm -hmm. I have that all the time, actually, on all my devices and my laptop, just running constantly. I never have a blue screen going uh, because I really do think it interrupts our, our rhythms. Mm -hmm. So one is getting enough sleep. The other may be uh, on the other side, you know, we may be tempted to sleep too much right now because we're stuck at home. So yeah. getting out of bed and and walking around is really, really important, even if it's just in your house. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to the second part, which is movement, getting enough movement right now. It's easy to um, be sitting more than usual. Yes. So you can do all kinds of movement, even within your house. For instance, belly dance is an amazing type of dance, which is quite stationary, but you're definitely moving. Mm -hmm. They have all these apps that are free right now uh, that are yoga apps, and you can do those just in the space of a mat, one right. small mat, for example. So I do think getting movement is really important right now. So sleep, movement, and sustenance making sure that what you're eating is right for your body. Because right now we're not able to move as much as we'd like to and our, our rhythms are being thrown off. So it's more important than ever to really pay attention to what you're eating. And while these things may not be um, seen as traditionally playing into the creative path, I absolutely believe they are. I really think we do have to take care of our state right now. And the more that we take care of our state, uh, I do believe these are positive things for life in general. And so the knock-on benefits are tremendous. So that's one part is the state, and the other part is your space. So many of us within our homes, we actually contain great riches. So looking around our house and noticing that book collection, you know, noticing that collection of spices that you haven't been using, mm -hmm. noticing all the things that we don't normally have time to pay attention to, and really engaging with those. Because right now our, our space is our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Our space is protecting us at this moment. And I think re-engaging with it will bring out huge amounts of pleasure and creativity. I love this. We have to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more with Diana Rowan. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. 
Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Okay, now before we go any further, Diana, I want to make sure our listeners know how they can connect with you and, and what it is you're offering online these days. The best way to reach me is my website, which is my name, dianarowan.com. And at the moment, N-A-R-O-W-A-N. Yeah, yeah. And at the moment, uh, my book just came out. So uh, people can get that on various online sources. And you can get either a physical copy or the Kindle copy. And it's a very interactive book. Yeah, it's like a sort of a handbook for our times and has a lot of interactive things that you can do inside the book. So I really wanted the book to be a creative act in itself for people to engage in. So it's uh, a little bit of a large size. There's a lot of space to write your own notes on it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of illustrations where you interact with the illustrations. So I wanted to basically model what does creativity look like even when you're reading? that you're going to take action on these things and make this book your own, interact with it, and, uh, yeah, be creative with it. Mm -hmm. And you offer some online classes as well? I do. I have a membership program where our members walk the bright way. They go through the five steps and the five essential elements, and they're a powerful community. Uh, I believe in creativity and community as my mantra mm -hmm. and the community has people from all walks of life who are all wanting to be more creative and are being more creative each in their own individual way mm -hmm. and so right now especially the community is extremely active because for me creativity is connection mm -hmm. and community is a prime example of that. And I think we're feeling even more fired up about what we're doing in our circle mm -hmm. because of what's going on. We know the power of creativity. It's really rising as an antidote to the fear. Mm -hmm. And community is direct connection, which is and what I've, we really crave. And I've seen creativity in sort of the scientific and manufacturing realm. Um, you know, people deciding they're going to sew masks um, or companies sort of retooling things so they can manufacture ventilators or creating a new kind of ventilator. Um, it's, it, creativity is a really important part of, of taking care of those who are in the poorest health right now. Yes. I mean, creativity is really, to me, the driver of civilization. When I think about what has evolved us as a civilization, it's always been creativity. It has not been destruction or stagnation. It's been creativity. And for sure, business is a fantastic site of creativity. It can be, at least. So my partner works in business. And, you know, he was going over everything that I'm saying and, and, you know, seeing how to supply to business. And as I was writing, you know, he would put his two cents in, which is fantastic mm -hmm. because again, you know, creativity is not just for uh, visual artists and musicians. That is only one way of being creative. And there's no hierarchy to me in creativity. It's just be creative. This is fantastic. Mm -hmm. This is the call. Right. So you talked about the importance of connecting with purpose, the importance of, um, you know, connecting with our state. And what was the other thing that you said? The space. Space. Yeah. 
what else is important in terms of you know expressing creativity or expressing you know engaging in a creative way yeah so fundamentally i see creativity as a marriage of skill and what i call magic so on when we talk about skill those are the practical matters knowing the facts knowing technique knowing the rational side of things so this would be one side of the pole the other magical side is more to do with emotions intuitions uh, inspiration Mm -hmm. when we bring those two aspects together in ourselves both our practical side and our intuitive side then i think we manifest creatively extremely powerfully Mm -hmm. if we get stuck on one side of the pole or other then we don't manifest as much. So for instance, say we're very, very good at staying in an intuitive state and we get a lot of visions, but we have no practical skill. We don't manifest very strongly. If we're only practical and we refuse to engage emotionally, we are not going to manifest in a very satisfactory way. It's going to be more robotic. So bringing together your skill and magic is the fundamental secret to manifestation and it's a, a secret no more <laughs> um i do believe magic? How, how do you define magic it's your intuition so it's going to be tapping into your intuition and to into your emotions i believe that as we walk through the five steps of the bright way which are five sequential steps that you take each of those steps embodies both skill and magic <clears throat> and i think we do need a system in order to access those things and encourage those things. And I think we've had many, many models from the past as well as the present. So the book is referencing, you know, ancient Greek philosophers, Hildegard von Bingen, people who are massively creative and timeless sources of wisdom to give us guidance on how to tap into our intuition even more, how to tap into our skill even more. Because while I believe our intuition is already inside us, I do think we oftentimes need help in the form of community. And it could be community of allies that are in the ancient past. We do need help to manifest those things. And the help can come in the form of your process, The Bright Way um, by Diana Rowan. It's dianarowan.com. Um, I'm really grateful you joined me here today for this conversation at this time when we need creativity more than ever. Thank you, Diana. Thank you so much, Christine. And I want to thank you for joining us here today. We do this show for you. I hope that you stay safe, stay healthy, and stay creative. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions. Thank you.